Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. He's a good God. He's doing good things. You know, I was, uh, you know, when I was growing up, my mom, she had a scripture for everything. It didn't matter what you said, she had a scripture. You know, you lost your car keys, she had a scripture. It didn't matter, it didn't matter what was going on, she had a scripture for it. You know, when you got, when you got burned in our house, you didn't get ointment, you got, you can't, uh, what was the, the, you can walk through the fire and not be burned, neither will the flame kindle upon you. See, she even got it. Didn't matter if you get, if you came to our house, you were one of her kids and you got the word. If you got a cold, you didn't get baby, you never got, oh, you poor baby. How you feeling? You feeling any, no. No. I know some people think that's motherly, but I'll take what I got. She said, here's your orange juice, here's your scriptures, go to your room. There you go. Nicest of ways. This is what works, use it. Why? Because she loved the Word. Her heart was fixed in the Word. Her life was built around the Word. And the Word of God was, was everything. I mean, if, if she couldn't, if, if something came along that she needed an answer to, she went to the Word, she got her a scripture, and she stood on it. And that's a good way to live. Amen? Amen. That's the way we live, isn't it? And, and, but, but you've got to be fixed in His Word. The, the Word can't just, you know, when I first started getting a hold of it, you know, it was just a, a words on a page. Why? Because you've got to get a hold of God first. You've got to understand who He is. He is the Word. He, he, he loves you. He, you know, he's not, it's his, healing is His idea. Right? You're not at, when we, when we go, when we decide, when we say we want to be, we want healing, we're not asking for something that he's not already given. Right? It's his idea. The good things of God are his idea. So we shouldn't be afraid to ask for them because he wanted you to have them before you asked for it. Remember he said, I knew what you had need of before you asked? He knew before you were born what you were going to have need of. That's why he sent Jesus because he knew what we needed. And he said, I'm going to fix it all. And then all you got to do is receive it. Amen? God's good idea, God's good plan, we receive. Amen? Amen? And, and, to, and to receive it, we get a hold of it in our heart. Amen. Our heart is where we're going to get a hold of everything that God does, and it's where we're going to receive what He's got for you. Amen. When you received salvation and were born again, you received it into your heart. People say, did you get Jesus in your heart? Doggone right. Got Jesus in my heart. Amen? What's better than having Jesus in your heart? Ain't nothing better than having Jesus in your heart. If you got Jesus in your heart, you can overcome anything in the, in the world. Anything. Amen? And it's a good thing. But your heart has to be prepared to receive. Remember, I remember when I was saved. I was sitting in a, in a pew in a Baptist church, and my heart, I could feel my heart getting prepared to receive salvation. I could feel my heart the whole service. God, God called on me. I'm seven years old, and I don't even know what it is. But at, when that altar call came, and they sang, Just As I Am, that's what they always sing. So. Right? We know every verse. We know every line. That's what we sang. Good song. Amen? But I, got, I, got, I don't even I remember getting out of my seat. Don't even remember walking down. 
But I remember receiving Jesus in my heart. I remember feeling that, that knowing that He was my Savior that day. Amen? And, 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 and He prepared my heart all that time to where I was prepared to receive Him. Amen? We don't, God doesn't make you do anything, but He'll prepare you to have everything. Amen? He'll give you His Word and He'll prepare you to have things. He'll he'll put you in a position or He'll allow you to put yourself in a position to be saved, to be healed, to to have peace, to be delivered, to to overcome anything the enemy's got coming at you. You know, when people are going through sickness, what do they need? The Word. Right when they're being attacked with with a disease or with anything else, mental mental problems, they need the word. They need something to fix their heart on besides what's going on. Amen. Because you're going to fix your heart on something, and the and the enemy and your flesh are going to try to get you to fix it on the problem, on the things going on. God gave you His word. That's why my mom had a word for everything. Right. I'll walk through the fire and not be burned. Fix your eyes on that instead of the, the fact your fingers burn. Right. Yeah. Amen. You know, it did. It worked. We'd be like, you know, it doesn't really burn as bad as it did. There's a blister there, Mom, but she'd say, that'll go away too. You know, it, it, the Word works. But you gotta get your, you got to get your heart fixed on it. Amen? Where did I say to go? Proverbs 14? Did I even say? Proverbs 14. You know, Proverbs 7.2, it says, um, well, you go to Proverbs 14, put Proverbs 7.2 up there. I won't try to quote it. Proverbs 7.2 says, keep my commandments and live. Keep my word. And he's not saying, you know, a lot of people say, think he's saying do my word. If you keep his word, you'll do his word. You got to keep it first. You got that means regard, guard, protect. Hold on to, keep my commandments and live. Hold on to my commandments. Fix your heart on my commandments and live. And my laws, or my word, as the apple of your eye, put my word in the center of your life. Everything you do should revolve around my word. It should revolve around Jesus. It should revolve around the Lord. Everything you do, there should always be a thought, what's God say? What, what, What would God do? What, what do you got here, God? Where should I go there? Everything we do should revolve around that word. Amen? And because, because as you fix your, as you fix your eyes on one thing, you won't pull your eyes to other things. Amen? You'll, you'll keep your eyes away from the things they shouldn't be on when they're, when you make His law the apple of your eye. The very center of your eye. Amen? Proverbs 14. Proverbs 14.30 says, A sound heart is the life of the flesh. Now that word sound in the, in the Young's literal says a healed heart. The healed heart is the life of the flesh. That same word means stable heart, an immovable heart, a steadfast heart. These are, this, this is the heart that's able to grab hold of the Word and hold on to it. It's steadfast. It's not being moved here. It's not being moved over here. It's grabbing hold of what God says 
it is and can have, who God says they are and what God says they have. It's holding on to the promises of God. It, it, when, we, when we establish the, our heart, a healed heart. I like a healed heart. Amen? You know, that word healed there is like unto the word uh, in Third John 2 where it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health. That word health means sound. Sound in body, well in body, sound in doctrine or word. Sound in word. A healed heart is a heart that's sound in the word of God. That's why it brings life. A healed heart is life to the body. It goes along with Proverbs 4, right? It says, pay attention to my words. Incline your ear to my saying. For their life to those who find them and health, which is that same word again, soundness to all your flesh. Soundness, cure, soundness, cure, well-being, stability, stable heart, a fixed heart. Amen? A fixed heart can receive things from God, and and, it will press forward to get the things of God. Amen? A fixed heart won't look for a way out. It already has one. A fixed heart already has one. Look, look at, uh, we'll go back to Psalm 112 now. And, and, and the thing about a fixed heart is they don't just, you don't just say one day, I'm fixing my heart. Right? You, you prepare your heart. You, you, you know, you, you get in the word when you're well. Right? Get in the word while you're well. Well, I don't really need any word. You need word every day. Why? Because that's what you're going to fix your heart on when something comes at you. If you wait till it comes at you, it won't be your heart that's fixed. It'll be your fear trying to be fixed. You're afraid, so I got to get to the word. Why not be in faith and get to the word before something comes at you? That's how, that's how faith works. And, and, and I don't know about you all, but I've gotten it backwards a lot. I've waited until the problem came, so oh, i got to get in faith. No, if we were in faith before, it would never stagger us. Amen? If we were already in faith, it would never stagger us. In, in Psalm 112, remember in verse 1, it says, Blessed is the man that fears the Lord, reveres Him, and delights greatly in His commandments. If you don't do this, none of the rest of the chapter works. We always have to remember that. That's why, that's why there's a, a beginning. Because the beginning tells you what, why the rest of that works. Wealth and riches aren't in the house of the person who doesn't revere the Lord. Not the, not the godly kind of wealth and riches anyway. Doesn't mean you couldn't be wealthy and rich, but you wouldn't like it as much. Amen? Isn't it kind of nice to have things that you know are nice, but you could give them away at any time? That's wealth and riches. Amen? That's things that you don't say, that's really important. I don't think I could give that away, God. You know, if, you, if you're that hooked to it, you're too hooked to it. Amen? <laughs> no, now I'll probably have to give something away. <laughs> Go to verse 6. It says, in verse 6, this person that's blessed uh, and delights in the Word, surely they shall not be moved forever, the righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. Verse 7 says, He shall not be afraid 
of evil tidings. There's only one way not to be afraid when evil tidings come. You already have to have faith against it. Not, 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 you don't go get faith against it. You already have to, or you will, and, and everybody in here has probably been told something that caught them off guard before. Now, I'm not saying you didn't have faith. You had to catch yourself, though. Right? You had to catch yourself. What you heard immediately in the normal would have caused fear. That's your head's reaction. But then your heart takes over. Your heart takes over and says, no, 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 wait, we got this. The Word says that He'll take care of me. It says that He healed me. The Word says He'll, He'll oversee me. He'll, He'll protect me. He'll go through it with me. We will overcome. Amen? And immediately, what you have in you took over. Amen? Now don't get me wrong, your head will try to get you to quit before your heart catches up with where you're at. You know how I know it? Because I've been working out. We do like the elliptical and, and the treadmill, and then I do some weights. But, you know, I'll get on the elliptical, and, I, and my heart will say, oh, 30 minutes. And my head will say, 10. <laughs> and I get to about that 10 point, and my head says, you should quit here. My heart says, no, we're going on. Huh? But, but my head could get me to quit before my heart. I mean, because my heart knows 10 minutes, you might as well just stay and eat ice cream. Which is what my heart would try to get me to do anyway. Right? So, I mean, you, you could, your, your head, your, your feelings, and your, your fleshly desires would try to get you away from the Word of God. Yes. Amen? Think about, think about Abraham. Abraham, when, in Romans 4, you know, he's believing, he's hoping against hope. Right? But why, why would you even put in there that he could considered not his own age or the deadness of Sarah? Mm-hmm. Because it was his thought. Yeah. He still had to think about it, and he did consider it. Yeah. Right. Why? Because the faith in his heart was greater than the thought in his head. Right. Amen? It, there would have been, it, it didn't stagger him. Why? Because he already had faith before it began. Yes. Right? It said he staggered not at the promise through unbelief. Why? Because he already had faith. So it didn't matter. The age didn't matter. The deadness didn't matter. This is what God said. My heart is fixed on that. And because his heart was fixed on that, he didn't stagger. Why? He was completely stable. He was sound. He was healthy in doctrine, if you will. Amen? In word. He was healthy in the Word of God. When you're healthy in the Word of God, what comes, what, what comes out of your mouth comes out of your heart because your heart's full of the Word. Healthy people in the Word of God spew the Word of God. I mean, when something happens, you know, I remember when I wasn't as saintly as I am now. We hadn't even been married that long. When I was younger and played football, I had an ankle that the Lord actually healed. Thank you, Lord. And But it used to just give out, and it hurt. And and I remember when it did, I would things would come out of my mouth. <laughs> because I'm in pain. I'd be rolling around on the ground, and I'd be saying things I shouldn't say. And it didn't make my ankle any better, by the way. Fact is, if anything, made it worse. And then one day, you know, we we after we'd come back to God, and we were st- and, and when I came back, I mean, I I stayed in the Word. I mean, I came home and got in the Word. 
I woke up and got in the Word. At work, I got in the Word because I owned the company. They couldn't stop me. <laughs> and we were going broke, so we didn't have that much to do. So. <laughs> you know, it was real easy. The Word, or would I fix my heart on the Word or on the brokenness? Word, word helped better. It was much better. But, but I was coming down out of the attic one day in our house, and my ankle turned. And immediately, I started saying the right things. And I quit thinking about my ankle because I was so happy that my mouth had straightened up. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Because the words that came out, that, that, was, that was a proof of what was in me. Before what was in me was junk, and junk came out. Amen? But when my heart began to be fixed on the Lord and my trust was in Him, then when, when something happened, an immediate reaction before you have time to think comes out, your heart comes out. Amen? Amen? Before, my heart was full of yuck, and yuck came out. That day, my heart was full of the Lord, and the Lord came out. And I even though I got, I walked in and said, Kim, and I was excited about it, wasn't I? Because why? Because you don't, you, when you walk in darkness for a little while, you don't like it. When light comes. When the light comes and shines and you're like, wait a second, I don't have to do this. And of course I knew better. I grew up in a house where my mom <laughs> spewed the word of God all the time. Every time her mouth opened, something about Jesus. If you didn't want to talk about Jesus in our house, don't be in our house. Because <laughs> if you could, you could start talking about green beans, and it would lead to Jesus. <laughs> and how you ever get from green beans to Jesus is beyond me, but mom could do it. Amen? But, but that was, that was when, when your heart is fixed. And that's what he's saying. He said, when, 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 when fear comes and your heart's fixed, immediately you don't even regard the fear. You're not afraid. Why? Because your heart's fixed trusting in the Lord. Everything in you is looking to Him for everything you do. And, and when you're looking to Him at all times, the, the, the evil tidings don't bring fear. Why? Because you were in faith before fear came. Amen? So it doesn't matter what the evil tidings were. You were. Your heart was fixed on the Lord. When your heart's fixed, it's fixed in His Word. It's fixed in His promises. It's fixed in His goodness. And you believe His Word. Amen. Just like Abraham. It didn't matter when the devil said, well, you're pretty old. Right? And, then, and his flesh said, you are pretty old. And he looked at his wife and said, she's old too. You know, old people don't generally have babies. You know, I'm not even nearly as old as Abraham, and I don't want any babies. <laughs> I like to look at them and see how pretty they are and hand them back to mom. Yeah. Man, that's nice. But, but his, his thought immediately, his, his, his heart was fixed on the Word of God. God had said, through your seed, your seed, all the nations of the world will be blessed. And, and, and he took hold of that over everything else. And, and when, when, when the choice came to believe in the oldness or God, oldness didn't even have a chance. Why? He was already in faith. That's why he staggered not at the prom. He didn't stagger. He, he was already in faith. He didn't stagger through unbelief because he wasn't in unbelief. He was in faith. 
Amen? When it talks about this, you know, one of the, in the treasury of scriptures that it gives you, it talks about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Perfect example of people that were already in faith. Amen? In Daniel 3, what is, look, look at 16, Daniel 3, 16 maybe. I don't think I have the scripture, so I can't tell you. We'll find it, though, because it's in 3. Yeah. If you go back one, one verse, the king's telling them, hey, if, you, uh, if you're ready, if you're prepared, this is what he's saying. He's saying, if you're prepared, that at the time that you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, all these instruments... I don't know what a sec bet is, but I, I don't I don't think you ought to be playing one. I'm just gonna tell you right now. Have no idea what that instrument is, but it does not sound healthy. So if you got one, I'm sorry. I just don't know what it is. I'm sure it's a great sound. Maybe there's a whole different name for it, right? <laughs> the dulcimer and all kinds of music. If you fall down and if it you fall down and worship the image which I have made, well, well. but if you worship not, you shall be cast into the, cast the same hour into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And who is that God? What's he, trying to, he's, what's he doing? He's trying to get you to think away from your heart. Yeah. Who's that God that would save you? Mm-hmm. What's he trying to get? He's trying to get them to think away from their heart. Yeah. Their heart already knows the God that will save them. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they weren't, getting in faith when they heard about this, they were in faith or they would have already bowed down. Right? People that aren't in faith bow down. They they weren't waiting to bow down. They weren't waiting to decide. Right? And he says, he says who's the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we're, we don't even have to think about this. Give you the, give you the day version. We don't even have to think about this. There's, it's not hard to answer this. Verse 17. If it be, and let me read it so everybody understands it, not with t- religious tradition. If it be so that you, tr- you that you throw us into the fire, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fire, yeah. from the burning fiery furnace. And not only is he able, he will. He will. Now, if somebody says that, this is this is how easily tradition gets formed. Because if you just think about the tradition that says, but the next verse says, but if not, right? But he's not saying if God doesn't save me. He's saying, but if not, you throw if you don't throw us into the fire. Amen. If you don't throw us into the fire, be it known unto you, we're still not bowing down to the sack butt. Right. Right. right? Play all the musical instruments you want. Name them whatever you want. We ain't bowing down. Right? We're not going to serve your gods. We're not going to worship the golden image which you set up. And the, the way you do that is your heart was fixed before the question was asked. Before the situation came up, the Word of God in you, the promise of God, the goodness of God, the God that you serve, that you know is bigger than anything. Because 
they, they were getting ready to go into a fire. And they already believed they were coming out. I bet nobody else there believed. I bet not one other person believed they were coming out. Amen? But they did. And that's all that matters. He didn't say, everybody around you has to fix their heart. You fix your heart. And remember, it's on you. If your heart's going to be fixed on the Word, it's you. If it's going to be fixed on the Lord, it's you. God didn't say, I'll fix your heart on my Word. He said, you fix your heart. You fix your heart on me. You fix your heart on my goodness. You fix your heart on my promise. You fix your heart because that's how you're coming out. No matter what comes up. You know, you've heard stories about people driving down the road and, 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 and somebody pulls out in front of them and they say, Jesus. And they don't even know what happened, but they got out of it. Why? Because that was in their heart. Who's going to save you now? Jesus. Amen. And when and when Nebuchadnezzar said, who's going to save you now? They said, our God. Amen. There was no question, our God. Why? Because that's where their heart was. That's where their heart was. That's what their heart was full of. I mean, even if you go back to the first part of Daniel, what were they doing? They were making sure that they stayed in this vein with the things of God. I mean, I'm not sure if there was some meat in those vegetables they had to eat. I don't know how that works. But it wasn't about the food. It was about they were not going to defile themselves with that food. Amen? Why? We're sticking with God. We're sticking with God. And and, and when you you set your heart, you're not going to be afraid. You know, look at the verse before. It says, you're not going to be moved. The next verse says, you're not going to be afraid. The next verse says, your heart's established. You shall not be afraid. Verse 8. Why? Your heart's established. Your heart's fixed. Your heart is full of the Word. Amen? Look, I mean, that's, that's the place we have to get to. Go to Mark 11. You know, so many times we're saying to the mountain and then waiting to see if it goes. But if we were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, give me a Kleenex, baby. If we were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we would already be ready. Amen? My nose isn't running, don't worry. It's cold in there, I'm telling you. you. You'd already be ready. You would already be prepared. Your heart would be prepared in advance, full of the Word, knowing the promise, headed towards victory. Amen? Amen? That's why so many... He, he, didn't say, he didn't say get faith in God. He said have faith in God. In other words, own it. it it's part of you. Have faith in God. Have, have it right here. Be fixed in it. Be, be standing in it. Be full of it. Amen? And because, because then you can say to the mountain, but until then you can't say to the mountain. Don't come to the mountain to get in faith. Come to the mountain because you are in faith. Yeah. Amen. Amen? When you speak to the mountain in faith, it has to move. When you speak to the mountain hoping for faith, then you're, <laughs> it's going to stay there. Amen? Mark 11, what did I say to go to? 22, 23, somewhere in there? It says, Jesus answered and said, have faith in God. Have it. In other words, and, and you'd say, well, how do you get it? The Word. 
Faith comes by hearing, hearing comes by the Word of God. You get faith by the Word. So what's he saying? He's saying, have faith in what I've said. Have faith in what I've done. Have faith in who I am. Have faith. Be it. Trust me. Trust me. My heart is fixed trusting in the Lord. Trust me. And, And until we can trust Him, we'll never have faith. Amen? You've got to trust Him. I've got to trust Him. And, and, and there's so many times where we've, we've, we've went through and we've trusted ourselves, and we've made it. So, we, so we've let that get bigger and bigger until we keep trusting in ourselves. And you're going to come to a place where it's bigger than you can trust. What did, what did he say in Jeremiah 17? He who trusts in the arm of the flesh, he'll be like a heath, a heath in the desert. Is that right? Whatever a heath is, he'll be like it. Amen? He won't even know when good comes because it'll be, why won't he know? Because he's thinking on the wrong thing. His heart's fixed on the wrong thing. He can't see good because his heart's fixed on something else. Amen? But, but if we fix our heart on the Word of God, just like Abraham did, if we fix our heart on the things that God's got going on, on His Word, on His ways, on His goodness, on His unfailing ability. He's never failed anyone who walked up to the mountain in faith and said, Be gone. And did not doubt in their heart, but believed, believed before they said it. Believed. uh. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I've I've been waiting to see the mountain move before I believed. Uh. And that, and most English teachers would kick you out of class because that doesn't work. You just messed up, right? And I mean, I'm, I'm a professor, so I know these things. It says, be in faith, then say to the mountain. Speak your faith. Don't speak to get faith. Speak your faith. Amen? And, and, and when we speak, that, that's why we fill ourselves with the Word of God. Because then we won't doubt in our heart. Why? Because our head won't allow our heart. It won't allow. It won't. It won't do it. Why? Because you'll believe that those things you say. What believe in your heart? The same place you could doubt is the place you believe. Amen. It says, "And you shall not doubt in your heart, but you shall believe those things." What? 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 Should you, you believe the word. You believe the things that you're saying because they're backed up because your faith is in God. Amen? Amen. Now, you got people that are trying to do this to other people. It's not your faith that's going to affect somebody else. Right? You can join your faith with them, but everybody's going to get according to their faith. They're going to receive according to their faith. People say, well, what if I didn't receive anything? I'm not going to say anything about that. I think you could put two and two together. I have prayed and not received anything so i don't know about you guys but when i prayed and didn't receive anything it's because i didn't pray in faith now how it works for you and i don't want to offend anybody so i'll just use me as an example right everybody else may have some different bible that says something else but this says if you do it in faith you'll have those things that you say so if i said something and it didn't happen it's not God's word that fails. That's where we get off. That's my heart's not fixed. 
My heart's not fixed. I'm still looking for why what I did didn't work. Well, there's easy answers for that. We just don't like the easy answers. Amen. <laughs> yeah, I don't like people to tell me I wasn't in faith. Well, I was in faith. Well, then you got it. No? Well, how could you be in faith? I gotta choose which one I use wrong. You or God. And God's not withholding anything because He already gave it. He's not trying to get you to get Him to do something. See that? Our flesh tries to out, it, you think things and it messes you up. That's why He says quit it. Fix your heart on me. Fix your heart on my word. Don't worry if you can walk on the water. You can't. Right? You can't. But by faith in me, you can. If you, if you'll fix your heart on me, fix your focus. Glory to God. These are the things, this is where, when we begin to fix ourselves. Our heart can be afraid, or our heart can be in faith. Amen? If we receive an evil tiding and we say, that doesn't make me afraid, there's only one answer to that because you were focused on the word that was already against that. Amen? If it caused you fear, then you need to get a word really quick because you're late. I like the way Brother Copeland put it one time. He said, I'm behind the curve. You're behind the curve. I'm behind the curve. And, and I've been behind the curve on lots of things. But I want to fix my heart. I want, I want to fix my heart. Well, what do I do? i got to fix my heart. How do you fix it? Put it on God's Word. You want a fixed heart? Put it on God's Word. A sound heart is life to the flesh. Amen? A sound heart is life to the flesh. Look at look at Proverbs 4. We talked about it already. We'll just look at it. Remember um, what he said about the children of Israel when they got in the desert. They limited him. You know why they limited him? Their heart wasn't right. It says their heart was not right, and that word means ready, prepared, sound, healthy. Their heart wasn't. It wasn't right towards me. Therefore, it limited me. So when we get our heart right fixed on Him, we take the limits off of Him. Amen? Abraham took the limits off of Him. He had to take the whole limit off. Why? Because what what was going to happen was impossible in the world's eyes. But with God, all things are possible. Amen? So he set his heart right. And when he set his heart right, it took the limits off of God and all that he said came to pass. In a moment of time. Amen? A, a, a lady way past her prime became pregnant. A baby was born. And the cycle started. Jesus came. That was the beginning of Jesus right there. That was, that was the seed that would save all. Amen? And why? Because somebody fixed their heart on the Word of God and believed Him and did what He said. Amen? Didn't worry about... He didn't take time to get offended. He didn't take time because the doctor said it's not possible. He didn't take time to reason it out and say, well, he did a couple times, but at the end. (laughs) You even see. He fixed his heart, and he staggered not at the promise. Amen? Proverbs 4. How do, how do we how do we get hold of this? This is how you get hold of it. It says, my son, verse 20. My son, attend to my words. 
Attend to my words. What do you do after you attend to his words? You attend to his words. Then what do you do? Incline your ear. And you attend to his words and incline your ear. And attend to his words and incline your ear. Right? Why? Because that's how you get them in. That's how you fill your heart. My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. That, that's how you fix your heart. What, what, what's he say in the next verse? Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them. Guard them. Don't, it's, he's not just saying store them. He's saying guard them, protect them. Make them important. Value them. Make them first place in your life. Make them what you see instead of this. Amen? He's saying, you know, so we, we, in this day and time, we're so loose, we look at things like this and say, well, I read it, and, and yeah, it's in my heart. Is it? Is it? I've read this verse a lot, hundreds of times at least, and I still get it deeper in my heart every time I reread it. Why? It's living and active. It's grown since the last time I saw it. Because guess what? It's not life to those who find it and health to all your flesh, to everyone. It's only life to those who keep it in their eyes and keep it in their heart. That's how they find it. That way, when, when trouble comes, you have the verse, you have the word, you have the faith. And, and what's coming at you is no longer the threat that it would have been had you been unprepared. This is preparation for faith. Right? Let them not, what? Let, let, let the word, let my promises, let my goodness not depart from your eyes. Keep it, protect it, value it in your heart. Because why? That's where it has power. It has no power in your head. You know, people say, well, I've got this much of the Bible memorized. That's great, as long as it means something to you. Right? I memorized the Pledge of Allegiance for years before I actually looked at it and said, hey, that's really pretty good. <laughs> you know, when you're a kid, you're like, indivisible, what's that? You can barely say it when you're two front teeth, indivisible. <laughs> Right? So about seven, about seven, six, seven years old, you're, you're spitting all over. You have no idea what that means until you sit down later and say, wow, that's good. Well, that's, that's the way the word is. Don't stop just because you got one thing out of it. It's got 200 billion more things and 200 billion more to show you after that. It's never going to run out. If you fix your eyes on it, it just keeps you going. It just keeps you going. You, do, you go from one victory to the next victory to the next victory. And you get so indoctrinated with victory that sometimes you have to stop and thank Him because you forgot you were so victorious. You were just walking in it. Amen? He says, he says My son, attend to my word. Incline your ear to my saying. You know, Brother Moore has the CD, Quicken Thou Me, and, and, he, and he sings this. And I've been playing it a lot lately because I like it. Mrs. Moore said, be a good idea. There's two good reasons to do something, right? In my world, amen? In my world, that's two good reasons. But, but you, you start listening to this song even, and, you, and, and it starts fixing your, you're like, wait a second, that means even more now. Why? Because you're putting it in you all the time. And it's becoming bigger and greater. And, and it, beca- it begins to build to such a point that, that you realize that now you start looking at His Word in other areas and you start taking it in easier. 
You, you look at the promise, and it's not so impossible anymore. Right? It's, it, it's, something, it's something God said you can have. I can have it. Amen? And, and, and it's something God did for me. I'll take it. Why? It's His idea. I'm not trying to get something out of Him that I deserve or don't deserve. He wanted me to have it. He made me worthy. And said, go ahead. Take that. Take that healing. Go ahead. Take, take that healing today. I got it for you. Go ahead and take that. Amen? Take it well. By faith. The same way you're going to get everything that grace gave. Amen? Attend to my word. Incline your ear to my saying. Their life to those who find them. Wait a second. I skipped one. Yeah. Keep them, in the, keep them in your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For their life to those who find them. And health. Their soundness. They are stability to everyone who gazes at them, that finds them and keeps them and, and puts them in the, in the midst of their heart and holds on to them, holds fast to them. Their soundness, health, stability, their remedy, remedy, they're a cure to those who find them. Glory to God. When you find them and you fix your, you fix your eyes on them, this is what's real. This is what's right. No longer what they say or what they did or what they did. It's not about that anymore. It's about this is what God said. He said that Jesus bore our sin. He said that Jesus bore our sickness. The benefits of salvation are ours. This is what He said. I'm not trying to go outside of the Word. I'm trying to stay right within it because it's so good. Why would we look for another way? When we have the way of God. Amen? And when we fix our heart, and he says, he, he keeps going, he says, for their life to those who find it, and, and health, remedy, cure, soundness. Other, other words for that would be unmovableness. That, that's Dave's word. Their life and health. They're, 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 they're what make you immovable. His words are what make you stationary, stable. Why? Nothing's going to push you over. Why, did, why didn't Abraham stagger? Because he was immovable. At the time that Isaac was about to come to pass, he was immovable. There was nothing pulling him off his faith. Why didn't the three Hebrew children burn? Because they were immovable. They, they, were, they, they were on the Word. They were fixed on God. Everything that was going on, there was no doubt in their heart that what they just said... Not only is he able, he will. I, I think they said it just like that. He, not only, Nebuchadnezzar, is he able, he will. So throw us in or not, we're not listening to the sackbutt, and we're not bowing down to your gods. Amen? We are serving our God, and when we come out of this fire, we're going to be serving our God. What happened when he came? He said, I, Nebuchadnezzar said, their God's God. <laughs> it was a witness to them. Now, he didn't hold on to it, apparently. But that day, their God's God. These three guys? Why? Because when you stand in faith, in the Word of God, people see how good your God is. Amen? It's going to do one of two things. It's either going to harden them, 
or it's going to bring them out. Right? The Pharaoh, every time he saw the goodness, he saw God took something away, he got hard. The goodness of God hardened Pharaoh. He said, he said it would. He said, I'm going to harden him. How'd he do it? He pulled, he did something good. All you got to do is something good to somebody in pride. They'll get further in pride or they'll repent. <laughs> he got for, right? <laughs> you know, people said, I think people think God reached in and made his heart hard. Didn't do that. You know, if you, if you rain on clay, you know what happens to it? And when it dries, it gets hard. Right? If you rain on good soil, it just gets softer and softer and softer. Amen? Amen. God reigns on the just and the unjust. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us tonight. He's a good God. Go to 1 Corinthians 16. We'll close with this. First Corinthians sixteen twelve. I don't even know what it is. I wrote it down, so it must be good. Well, I obviously wrote down the wrong verse because that's not it. Try Second Corinthians sixteen twelve. Is there no 16 in Second Corinthians? I have no idea where I got it then. Huh. Well, then we're not going to use that verse then, are we? Let me look. Sometimes I can find things. Where's that verse that says, quit you like men? Is that Thessalonians? Can't be because they don't have a 16. Where's that verse? You guys, you scriptorians find that for me. It says, watch ye, stand fast. Sixteen thirteen. Can't read my writing. Can't read my signature either. First Corinthians sixteen thirteen. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith. How are you going to stand fast in the faith? You got to be full of the word. You're doing you're doing Proverbs four every day, and and because watch you. What's he saying? Be prepared, be on guard, be ready. How do you stay ready? You stay in the Word. Stand fast in the faith. And then that word quit you like man. That just means be a man, and it doesn't mean be a man like the world means it. Be a man. Well, he's what's he saying? He's saying be strong in the faith that you're standing fast in. Be strong in the faith. In, in other words, hook on, gaze, fix your eyes on the things that I've said and stand fa- fast in the faith that's going to move the mountain that's in front of you. Stand fast in it so that when that comes up, you can say to the mountain, be thou removed and cast in the sea, and not doubt in your heart, but believe that those things that you say will come to pass, and it will come to pass. The very, the very next verse says, and when you stand praying, right, when you stand praying, Believe you receive. Believe you receive what? The things you ask for. When you stand praying, you believe you receive them before you ask for them. We're asking and then say, now now I'm going to receive them. No, you believe you receive them. Why? God already wants you to have them. Right. It was His idea. If, if you thought that God was going to question you when you went to the altar for salvation, you wouldn't have been nearly as quick to go. 
He wasn't trying to withhold salvation. He, you walked up there and what? You already believed you would receive it. That's why you were walking. Amen? When you ask for health, know that it's already there. Have faith that that's His will. Know that He's got it for you. Put it in your heart. Put it in your eyes. Put it in your mouth. Don't, don't get your gaze off anywhere else and keep your mouth shut if it can't say the right things. Let your heart that's full of the Word lead the way. Stand fast in the faith so that no matter what's coming at you, you're winning. Amen? You're like Abraham, and it doesn't matter. They say, you're old, and your wife's old. You're like, standing firm. Right? One one of those words is standing tall, standing erect. What? What's he saying? You're not even, no no stagger, no no wavery. You're not wavery. uh -uh, None of that stuff moves you. Why? Because that stuff can't move you. You're immovable. Amen? You're confident, you're quiet, you're calm, you're cool and collected in faith with fixed on God. Amen? Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. He's a good God. He's doing good things. You know, so many times in my life, and I don't know about you guys, but as I was growing this, I was trying to get something and then get in faith for it. You know, get, getting, you know, or something happened to me and I was trying to get faith to get over it. What God's saying, that's why He's saying, incline your ear to my saying. He's saying, attend to my word. What's He saying? He's, keep it right here before you. Keep it right here in front of you. Don't let it out of your sight because you're going to need it. You're going to need it. You may, you may trip in the garage and twist your ankle. You want the word coming out. Right? It was, I was driving down the road. I was telling myself. I was driving down the road the other day by myself. Came on with me. And this car comes at me in my lane. And I said, oh my. Do you know how far oh my is going to get you? <laughs> Not very. She sort of, I said, thank you, Lord. What? For his mercy. Because I said, oh my. She was saying, Lord, help. Amen. It's not because of what in there. I was kind of looking at it. I was far enough away and we were going slow enough. It really wasn't scary, but it was like, she's driving in the wrong lane. Then I had to come to myself, get out of my flesh. But don't you want to, when things like that happen, when you twist your ankle, when you when when the devil hits a be, his best shot at you and can't do anything, why? Because it didn't even move you. You know, it's like that game you play at the fair that has those those milk bottles that weigh a hundred pounds a piece, and you hit them with a with a Nerf ball, and you wonder why they didn't move. You've never seen anybody win that game. Why? Because they're hitting it with and they're hitting these bottles that are full of cement. Right? That's why the devil can't win against us. He's hitting. An immovable force. The force of faith in God's Word with something that has no power against it. And when we hold on and focus and fix our eyes on the Lord we trust, then we'll always have victory. Glory to God. You guys got a song? I shall.